Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of a little podcast I like to call Colton TV. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about cartoons, TV shows, and movies. So, basically entertainment. And today we're going to be talking about the very first episode of a little cartoon I like to call The Simpsons. Episode titled, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire aired all the way back in December of 1989. And that goes back even way before I was born. You know, I've watched a lot of shows that were on before I was born because my parents would put them on a lot. Like, Full House was on back in the 90s. I was born in 2003, by the way, October to be exact. And, like, I remember watching Full House growing up. Simpsons was on TV and... Man, this episode aired back in 1989. I wouldn't be born for another, like, I think, 14 years. And Simpsons would have, would have been on for a while at, since then. Like, by that time, Simpsons will have been on for over a decade. Oh, man. You know, they're actually into season 34 now, and that just boggles me that a show can run that long. Which means if I'm going to achieve the goal of reviewing every episode... <laughs> We're going to be here a while. Also, considering I want to review, like, other shows, episodes, like Family Guy, South Park, Rick and Morty, American Dad, Bob's Burgers, SpongeBob, Full House, Drake and Josh. Oh, we're going to be here for... This podcast will be going on for decades. I also have a podcast called Corruption of Colton Podcast, where I review music. Go check that out, by the way. Plug, plug. Um, but this... Is the main focus here is the Simpsons pilot. So let's get into the review. So we start off this episode with Homer and Marge arriving at the school for a Christmas play and they're taking their seats and we see one of the classes performing a song and then Principal Skinner announces the second grade will be performing Santas of Many Lands. And I love the joke in this episode, in this scene, where um, one of the Santas says that they give presents to the good kids and whipping rods to the parents of bad ones. That got a chuckle out of me. (laughs) This is why I love early Simpsons more, is like this joke was really funny to me. Uh, Just like looking back on the fact that like, you can't like beat your children anymore. Like, and so like, the joke is dated, like, you know, because, like, back then you could beat your children. So you can definitely tell, like, what time this episode aired in. And I think that that makes the joke all but more funny, just how dated it is. You know, like, <laughs> that just made me laugh. Not all joke, dated jokes are funny. Like, I will say, like... Um, an example of a joke not working when it's dated is Fuller House's joke on Donald Trump probably will show its age 20 years from now and just be remembered as like a poor pop culture reference where this, this isn't really a pop culture reference. This is just like a little funny joke to show the time it aired in and I think it's great. You then get, um, the third grade class doing Christmas carols and Bart sings Jingle Bells, Batman Smells the Four, Principal Skinner Skinner quickly kicks him off the stage to stop him. And I just love how before that Marge is like, 
Listen to Bart sing. He sounds like an angel. Proceeds to do that. That was just great. I don't know why, but there's like just some great jokes and gags just in like this first scene here at the school. I do really like this. Those are some good jokes. And one of the most relatable moments has to be Homer saying, how many grades does this school have? And I can totally relate to that. Because I remember like when schools would have like talent shows for like, for like all the grades, like they would split each perform, they would split the talent show into sections by grade. So the second graders would perform, then the third graders, etc. And I remember those talent shows feeling so long because some, they would have like a lot of students in each grade that signed up for the talent show. I remember that. So like, I remember sitting in the bleachers if I wasn't in the talent show. Like I've, I've been in the talent show some years, but I remember just like, Going to, like, I don't know, maybe my siblings' talent shows or, like, just sitting at my school's talent shows and just sitting in, on the bleachers and just being like, how many grades does this school have? And how many students signed up for this? Right? Like, I remember that. So I can totally relate to Homer here with that joke. Um, then we get one of my favorite scenes in the episode because I think that it actually really sets the show up really well is... Marge writing a letter, but she, like, narrates it, so you kind of get introduced to the characters, like, it's like, Homer, it's like, Homer sends him, sends his love, but he's always nice, like, where's the, where's the whatever it was, I forget what he was asking for, but, like, you can see, you get, like, introduced to Homer's, sometimes impoliteness to interrupt Marge, you know, she tell she says, oh, we love Bart, but he's Bart, right, like, you kind of just get the idea of he's the troublemaker because she's like, oh, we love Bart, but... <laughs> and like, oh, Lisa got... And she writes in the note, Lisa got straight A's. And, you know, so like you get introduced to like the fact that Lisa's like smart. Like I kind of like how Marge is kind of narrating about the family. She says, oh, Maggie took his, her first steps, you know? So you kind of get this idea of like what... Um, not what age, but like what where the family's at at this time, or what era of family it's in. Like, Maggie's the baby, Lisa's the younger, smarter sibling to Bart, and Bart is the older brother who is an idiot. So, you know, like, you get, like, a good setup here. And I like the setup that they go for in this scene here. We then go to Marge mailing out Christmas letters to Santa, and... I love the child innocence here. Lisa writes a pony on her Christmas list and Marge is like, can't you take a hint? You've been asking for this for three years. I told you we can't fit a pony in his sleigh. And I just love the innocence of like Lisa doesn't understand Santa's not real and Marge has to like contain herself and not say it because she can't say Santa's not real, so she has to go come up with something like Santa can't fit it in his sleigh, but Lisa makes a good argument of like, but I've been really good this year. And I like how they portray the tough spot that parents are put in sometimes when kids ask for a very extreme gift. Bart's is even funnier though. He puts a tattoo on his list and Marge is just like, you can't have a tattoo. And Homer's interjection of like, it has to come out of your allowance. And Marge is like, Seriously? <laughs> so that was kind of funny. I, did, I loved that. Um, this is so far a great episode. This is really funny. 
The phone rings and we are then introduced to who are Marge's sisters, as we find out. And they're coming for Christmas Eve and we learn that Homer's not a big fan of Marge's sisters. And I just love her comment. She's just like, Marge is like, Homer and I are very excited. And her sister's just like, somehow I doubt Homer's excited. And I thought that was kind of just a funny little comment to throw in there. It's then time for the family to go Christmas shopping. So they get their money and get ready to go to the mall. We're also introduced to the neighbor Flanders, who has this really cool light-up Santa thing that goes like, oh, oh, oh. And we learn that Homer's also not too stoked on his neighbor. (laughs) Then we get what might just be one of the greatest scenes in Simpsons history. Bart sneaks into a tattoo parlor and says, one mother, please. How old are you? 21, sir. Get in the chair. You can definitely tell this aired in 1989 because just how Bart was able to just say he was 21 and able to get that tattoo so easily without the tattoo parlor, uh, the guy IDing him or thinking, this kid looks like an eight-year-old. So you can definitely tell this was aired back in 1989 just by all that that happened. And this scene's just great. I just love the charm of that. I I love the charm of 80s, 90s cartoons. This was great. This was just a great scene. And then we cut to Homer at work where we learn there aren't going to be any Christmas bonuses. And it's the first time we hear and see Mr. Burns as well. A lot of our regular characters are introduced in this first episode. They really put a lot here. So far, we've seen Mr. Burns, the family, of course, Principal Skinner. We've heard the we've heard Marge's sisters. Uh, we've gotten a lot of characters. Some of the kids from the school and Flanders. So you know, we've gotten a lot of legendary characters just in this first few minutes, and then. Marge checks the for the checks the Christmas money, and well, she figures out Bart took it <laughs> because of course he did. After getting the tattoo removed, which Marge had to use all the Christmas money to pay for its removal, unfortunately, uh, we cut to the family, and Marge is talking about how. They had to spend all the money getting the tattoo removed, but don't worry, we have Homer's Christmas bonus, which then Homer quickly remembers, oh no, I don't have my Christmas bonus, right? Which, remember that, because that is important to the plot, that's, uh, it's gonna play a big role in this episode a few scenes later, where... They're in the bedroom, and she's like, there's something you're not telling me. You haven't given me the Christmas bonus to buy Christmas gifts or anything. And he's like, let me be honest with you. And he's about to tell her that he doesn't have it, right? But he gets cold feet, and he's like, I want to do the Christmas shopping this year. And she's like, okay, that's that's fine. So he goes to the mall, and he picks out for Maggie a pork chop dog toy. (laughs) Which I thought that got me a little bit. I thought it was kind of funny. He's just like, she won't, she can't read. 
<laughs> she won't ask for dog she carry in this game. That was kind of funny, though. And then you got Flanders, drops all his stuff, and Homer's, uh, and they're trying to figure out who, whose stuff is whose, and Homer's like, just forget it, Flanders. It's all yours. That's right. I don't got much money, so... Then he goes to the bar where we meet my favorite character of all time, Bartender Mo. I'm being serious. He's my favorite character in the entire show. I love Mo, Homer, and Barney as a triage. Like, as a trio in the show, you see Mo, Barney, and Homer together a lot. And you see Barney in this episode, and I love these three. I don't like Barney from the actual Barney the Dinosaur show, but Barney in this show is great. He's just drinking it. He just drinks beer and burps a lot. It's pretty funny. And he tells Homer that he got a job as a mall Santa because Homer was talking about his lack of money for Christmas this year. And so Homer signs up and he goes for training to be a mall Santa. So after a long day of work at the mall, working as Santa, Homer comes home and He's really pooped. He's not in the mood. You know, Marge tries to get him to converse with her sisters, and he's just like, ugh, ugh. Sorry about that. My dogs are barking in the background. But anyway, so uh, Homer comes home, as I said, and he's really tired, and he's, like, and he's trying to get out of the conversation. He's like, I'm going to go buy a tree or something. Just like... Patty and Zelma, Zelma point out that there's no tree because they're having a poor Christmas. And he's like, I'm going to go buy a tree or something. And the kids are like, can we come, Dad? And he's like, no. And, you know, then we cut to, like, um, more mall Santa scenes. And we see Homer and, or not Homer, frick, uh, Bart and Millhouse. This is Millhouse's first episode, apparently, too. And... He, Milhouse dares Bart to rip off the Santa's beard, not realizing it's his dad. So he sits on his lap and pulls off his beard, and he realizes it's his dad, is the mall Santa. And he's shocked, right? He's like, why are you um, all Santa? I'm sorry, Dad. And he's like, to be honest with you, son, I didn't get my Christmas bonus this year, and, you know, I want us to have a good Christmas. And Bart realizes that, you know, Homer will do anything for his family. He loves them very much. And I think this is a very heartwarming scene, just Bart realizing that his dad will do anything for him. Which is why it's really sad when Homer gets a check and it's only 13 bucks for that he could spend on gifts. I feel so bad for Homer in this scene here. Because he's, he's like, 13 bucks won't buy you my, won't buy you shit. Well, he doesn't say exactly that, but that's what I thought. And, you know, he's like, it won't buy you much of anything. And if that was true back in 1989, let me tell you how true that is today. I'm recording this in, the, in December of 2022. This episode will probably be out on, like, I want to say December 29th, December 30th. And, like, he's like... That won't be far, and let me tell you, especially in today's standards, in the 2022 American economy, 13 bucks will get you nowhere with Christmas gifts even more than 1989, and they didn't have as much inflation back in 89, but the inflation for gas and food and anything out here now is insanity. So if you tried to buy Christmas presents with 13 bucks budget, oh, you would not get far. Uh. 
Excuse me, I feel like Barney now. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, you will not get much farther than Homer did. If anything, I think Homer has a better chance of of budgeting for Christmas gifts than we do. Because 1989 didn't have that inflated of an economy. So I'd say Homer will get farther than we would this year. We, I, It was quite a stretch for me. Buying Christmas gifts for my family this year was actually quite a stretch. So I can kind of relate to Homer in this episode because I know that Christmas was very tight for my family this year with the economy. 2021 was a better Christmas. 2022 gave quite tight budgets because of their whole Russia thing. Which, that's a whole other topic I'm not going to get into, but um, that's... The point is, the economy is breaking right now in the United States and really a lot of places. Um, but it's nice to see Homer loves his family a lot. So he gets the check and he's like, why is it only 13 bucks? Like, well, when you take taxes, social security, blah, blah, it's $13. And he's like, why? And so, you know, this is a tough, tough scene to watch, but... I, but, you know, I gotta watch it. <laughs> you know, I felt, I felt bad for Homer, is the point. We then see that Barney has taken Homer and Bart to this dog racing event for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Eve, whatever. And um, a, there's a dog called Santa's Little Helper. And the odds of him winning are 99 to 1. And... Everyone thinks it's just a coincidence that it has the same name as their dog. And so Homer bets on it as a sign. He says, that's a sign of a good Christmas. So he bets on it. And then we cut back to the house. And Patty and Zelma are trashing on Homer. And Lisa actually makes a good point. She says something I I can't rephrase the entire thing. It was pretty long. But I can summarize it and say... She basically said something along the lines of I'm an innocent little girl and how I see my father will affect my what how I grow up and will affect my how I see my how I see life and relationships and it's um, really good for development so it's bad for you to give me a bad portrayal of my father because I'm very innocent and I rely on him for my development and she makes a great point. She says, even though he's kind of stupid and dumb, he, she still loves him. And I think that this is such a sweet scene. Lisa realizes that though Homer isn't the brightest tool in the shed, he's a great man deep down. He's a great person. Maybe you can't say that much for the later seasons when they really dumb him down. But in this point in time in the show, Homer is a very good-hearted person and... I love just Lisa's point here. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in the episode as well. There's so much good in this episode. And I love it. So we then cut to Homer and Bart walking home from the dog trail thing all sad because Santa, the dog Santa's little helper was very close to winning, but he didn't. So they didn't win any money on the winning ticket for the bet they did. Homer lost the bet, and he's very sad, and Homer's, or Bart's also very depressed because he thinks TV has betrayed him, because the reason that they even went to the dog trail thing, Homer didn't even want to go, but Bart convinced him, saying that, you know, this could be their Christmas miracle, that families who have hardships always get, 
always have miracles. It happened in Charlie Brown and all these other Christmas specials, right? So Homer becomes a little optimistic, but now they're all sad because they lost. And then the dog, Santa's little helper, comes and Bart's like, can we keep it? Can we keep it? And Homer's like, he's a loser. And then the dog licks him, which is really sweet. And Homer's like, he's a, but he's a Simpson. And it's just one of the cutest scenes in this episode. And then they go home and Homer gets the courage to confess that he didn't get his Christmas bonus. But it's okay because he brought home a dog. And Marge says, we don't, she says something along the lines of, we don't need the money this year. We got a dog. And the best gift of all is something that can share our love. And they take a picture with the dog for a new family portrait. And that ends the episode. And I gotta say, this is a really good episode. So let's get into my rating. My thoughts on this episode. I love the scene with the dog with them at the walking home and the dog licking Homer. I really like the cute dog scene. I really love the scene of Homer getting the check because it was very, it's very relatable to people who have struggling budgets. Like myself, you know, I'm disabled, so I depend on other finances right now. I'm still trying to get a job, so I depend on money from my parents and Social Security, so I can really relate to the struggle of finances. And so I can really relate to that scene of Homer getting the check. I also love the scene where we get to see Mo and Barney for the first time. I relate to the scenes at the school. There are just so many scenes to love in this episode. Um, and honestly, it's not quite a 10, but it's up there. This episode is definitely up there. I also love this the ending scene with them getting the dog and saying that it's about sharing their love. And some of my all-time favorite scenes also have to be the scene where Homer tells Bart the truth and we see how much Homer really loves the kids and I love the scene with Lisa. So it's a nine for me. It's not a 10, but it's very close. This episode is a nine. The reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because I only want to give tens to the greatest of episodes, the episodes that really deserve it. Not saying this episode doesn't deserve it, but... I know there's better episodes out there, and I'm not saying this is a bad episode. I'm just saying, you know, I want to be very truthful with my rankings and scores. You know, I want to be very fair. I don't want to give an episode a 10 just because I love some of the scenes in it. I want to give it a 10 for the message and things I love about it and what I relate to. And I relate to stuff in this episode, but I want my ranking to be fair and honest and not always biased. Now, obviously, I'm going to have some biased opinions, but you know what I mean. I want the score to be fair to the show. So I'm going to give this episode a nine. And that is my thoughts on Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Colton TV. And I hope you guys enjoy. If you like this podcast, please follow my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you're listening to Colton TV. Thank you.